Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. I remember you said to me, once it kicks in, you'll feel like you've won the lottery. Yeah. And that's exactly how it feels. It feels like you've, you've you've entered at something and you've won it. Yeah. Like you, you, you never really deserved it and it was a fluke, but now you've got it and now you're in the position. But at the same time, now that we're there, because I remember saying to you, well, I'm going to spend six months mm. working in the business and then I'm going to step away and focus on a different one. It was one of them where once you see the, the cash and you're like, well, there's a lot of money here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I've gone from earning like 40K a year on electrician's yeah. wage to then earning like six figures plus. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's a lot of money here. What did you do with it? And then you start getting into your investing head, right? Where, how can I make it into more money and stuff like that? But it, yeah, definitely you feel like you've won the lottery. So today's episode of 25 on 5, I'm with Dylan Hassel. Now I've been working with Dylan for just over a year. Dylan completed his first business acquisition on January the 1st, 2022. So we're gonna talk about um, a bit of the background on how he found the business and then we're gonna talk about post acquisition and his statement where he told me he wants to be bigger than Screwfix. Round two, uh, unfortunately the footage from the first one has gone missing but we're here for um, a second round so it's good to have you here now um, to jump straight into it we've been working together now since May June last year and even though your offer was accepted and we was ready on like August you moved very quickly yeah. um, officially completed the acquisition January the 1st 2022 right yeah um, the business you acquired was doing over a million in revenue I know you've grown it since, you've put you know new systems, processes in place, you've changed a lot of stuff, um, all for the better, been really hands-on with it, um, and it's paid off. So just to start this off, if you could give just a bit of a, a background on the business and um, everything that you've done up to now since you know post-acquisition. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's an electrical wholesaling company. We supply electrical sockets, electrical lights. Um, to trade and to industrial companies so they do new build developments some work in massive hotels in Manchester city centre so that's a little bit about the company and then what, we, what else did you say sorry well, actually we'll go into post acquisition in oh, a sec okay. so I think actually a good place to start now you've mentioned exactly what it does is you know what was the reason you picked this sector initially and how did you find the business uh, the reason I picked it was I used to be an electrician, self-employed, one-man band, you know, doing your own taxes at the end of the year, trying to get all your receipts in the uh, in the folder. So I used to be an electrician, and I wanted to stay in an industry I was familiar with. So I didn't want to learn a complete new industry because I thought if I'm going to take somewhere over that may be not distressed but need a bit of work, maybe may, may need improving, which I know from experience a lot of wholesalers are. They they were still on pen and paper when I was working uh, alongside them. So that was kind of why I chose that industry, and um, and yeah, yeah, that was it really. That was kind of the, I wanted to stay familiar because I thought if I go into a business that I don't know the, the kind of the, the groundwork of, I thought I'm gonna have to learn a lot of the um, of a lot of the foundation of the company, and then I'm gonna have to try and act like I know stuff to the employees yeah. that are there, and it might just not be a, a good mix in the end. So also, you know, we had multiple calls to the seller right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to go too much into detail um, 
exactly what we discussed with the seller. But we had multiple multiple calls back to back. Um, he was uh, someone that was you know looking to retire, yeah. um, and he was kind of motivated based on where he was at in his life. So, could you give us a bit of a, a breakdown of how those calls went and how they sort of transpired to from the first one and how the rapport was built from there as well? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think one of the things you teach us in the uh, in the kind of the mentorship program was that don't feel always be the buyer yeah. you've always got to be the buyer don't let them f know that you're intimidated which I definitely was a mm. hold me hand up at the start I felt like why would he sell to me when he's got this m million pound business and I'm just a self-employed electrician looking to get into the industry but the thing was that I learned the most they don't know how to sell a business just as much as you don't know how to buy a business at the yeah. start. So he's kind of leaning on me. And this is why, like you say, we had so many calls. I feel like he was trying to learn off me just as much as I was trying to learn off him, which this is why it was so good having you, especially the mentorship program, is that I could always lean on you and say, right, I'm in this kind of situation. How do I move forward from here? And that's where, like I say, you came in mm. and you guided me to the final uh, to the final destination, really. Yeah, I think you picked it up quite quick though, and because um, you knew quite a bit about the sector anyway, just yeah. being in it, and obviously your dad played a huge part in yeah. the rapport as well, which is that's awesome, and it was awesome to meet your dad at the Snowden Walk as well. Yeah. Um, you can definitely see why people gravitate towards your dad; yeah, he's definitely. a cool guy. <laughs> um, but where do you think? What do you think the biggest complications were um, in the sort of build-up of rapport? Because you know, at the end of the day, you know, you come across well. Um, you said all the right things and you went over and above to make sure that rapport was solid and just just in just genuinely as well it wasn't like sort of forced it was just yeah. it's just genuine but um where do you think the complications started because every deal has complications yeah i'd probably say the complications started straight after the negotiations mm. it's kind of like right well how much do you want for the business mm. and they've always got this dream figure that they want so much more than what it's actually worth but luckily enough with this one it wasn't too yeah. bad. He, he, he asked for a reasonable amount. It was just that once you got into the the small, fiddly bits of the terms, it was just like, right, well, you're asking a bit much there because yeah. we know exactly... Because there was a lot that wasn't on the books that he was open to me about. Mm. That's what the building and rapport was all about, I think. And I feel that's what led to the, the purchase of the business towards the end of the year is because we built such good rapport he was a lot more open with stuff that he probably wasn't with other buyers. Mm. So it, was a, it played a massive part, and this is kind of why we built the trust. But I'd, I'd probably say the, the, the difficult times came when, I'd say as expected, when the difficult questions and yeah. the difficult negotiations come. No one likes to talk about money, especially in the UK. <laughs> no one likes it whatsoever. So when it comes to money and you're like, right, well, I want this, it's awkward asking for this, so when you've got to negotiate back, it's even more awkward because of how they've asked it. So I'd definitely say we're around the negotiation time. Yeah, I actually remember when um, I think we met them in person in Manchester. Um, it was the seller, and then the minority shareholder was the accountant, right? Yeah. And I think when we were sat, <laughs> it was like Starbucks or Costa. Yeah, Starbucks. Um, yeah, I remember um, the minority shareholder, it was the accountant, they didn't really know the, the, the price that was agreed. Yeah. <laughs> it was sort of like we was there to get into sign terms and he didn't really know what was going on. He was open-minded. He wasn't really yeah. that bothered because he, you know, he only held a small share. But um, I remember then like even explaining how the sort of deal 
was going to work and how we packaged it, it was very hard because we thought that they understood how we we sort of mapped the whole thing out. Yeah. You know, they signed it at the end of the day. So we we thought, look, we, we've explained how this is going to work, and then when it came to signing, um, yeah, I remember we had sort of final negotiations. Spent about half an hour on the phone. Yeah breaking down how everything was going to work and everything that we discussed in sort of Manchester we had to discuss again and really go through it so I, I found that that was um, probably a, one of the complications was um, you know I don't think that we communicated badly either I feel that we communicated well yeah. and regardless of either one of us that spoke to them I felt that you know transparent the entire time which, which is key in these deals but also looking out for their interest too, which I feel that we did. Yeah, and, definitely. you know, it was very flexible. You know, you spent a lot of time as well just outside of the deal, just talking to um, the seller, you know, just on a normal common ground level, which was good. And also um, your dad as well was it was um, sort of a, was definitely common ground. So Yeah, um, I feel like my dad was kind of like the golden key in it because that's kind of what started the whole rapport building. Yeah. My dad, he's, he was an electrician, he, he trained me up from before I even left school, so he's been in the electrical game his whole life, and when I first sent the letter, the seller actually thought he was speaking to my dad, because yeah. he's seen the last name, Hassel, so he thought he was speaking to my dad, he was like, oh, are you still living in wherever <laughs> my dad lives? And I was like, no, and then I got off the phone, and I was like, how does he know where my dad lives? And I got on the phone to my dad pretty much straight away, and he was like, oh yeah, I remember... The seller's name. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. I used to use him 20 odd years ago. So straight away, I was like, I've got the golden ticket. I've unwrapped the golden chocolate bar here <laughs> from Charlie's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think, that, like you said, it played a big part because, um, you know, when you first speak to any business owner, whether they are looking to sell or not looking to sell, um, overcoming that initial part of the entire process of, you know, is this person credible? Can I trust them? Should I speak to them? Yeah. You know, can they buy my business? How are they going to buy my business? You know, are they going to look after my staff? Are they going to take care of my brand name that I've built over a long period of time? All of those unanswered questions and fear of the unknown are really hard to, to overcome. And I feel that, yeah, your dad's definitely pay, played like a pivotal part in our whole discovery process, which, is, which has been awesome. And I know he's still playing that part right now. <laughs> yeah. So um, how does it feel, though, for you? You know, you've... You, you know, everything's changed massively for you over the past like six months, but 12 yeah. months or so, right? Now, you was already on track for, with many different things that you had going on, and I've seen your growth and, you know, being a part of the 5am club since like 2020 now, so your growth, I've already seen it, right? And um, I think that's when we first spoke on a, on a Zoom call, right? it was like yeah. 2020, so um, I've already seen that you was very ambitious, but how does it feel that, you know, you've, you now own a business that's been going for what, 32, 33 years, yeah. and you're like 26, right? So, yeah, 26. So, 27 I am this year. Okay, yeah. okay. So, how does it feel like, you know, this business has been around longer than you've been alive, right? Now you're taking it to that next level. Like, do you ever sit back and be like, wow, you know? Yeah. So, funny <laughs> enough, I remember you said something to me when we had, went for that coffee, when we yeah. went for the meeting with the uh, sellers after they left. I think we must have been sat there a couple of hours. I know it was a couple of hours because I got a parking ticket because you're only allowed to sit in the car park for more than an hour. So, yeah, yeah, we were definitely sat there a long time. I remember you said to me, once it kicks in, you'll feel like you've won the lottery. Yeah. And that's exactly how it feels. It feels like you've, you've, 
you've entered at something and you've won it. Yeah. Like you, you, you never really deserved it and it was a fluke, but now you've got it and now you're in the position. But at the same time, now that we're there, because I remember saying to you, well, I'm going to spend six months mm. working in the business and then I'm going to step away and focus on a different one. It was one of them where once you see the, the cash and you're like, there's a lot of money here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I've gone from earning like 40k a year on electrician's yeah. wage to then earning like six figures plus. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's a lot of money here. What do you do with it? And then you start getting into your investing head, right? Where how can I make it into more money and stuff like that? But it, yeah, definitely, you feel like you've won the lottery. Definitely, and I think that a good a good thing to touch on now of what would be that post acquisition side of it, right? So I remember you saying you was dead set on that. I'm going to spend six months in the business. Um, you quite quickly realised that there was a lot of things that were so old school yeah. and needed doing in there, right? Like, I mean, I don't want to mention too much, but there's a lot of stuff yeah. that you could have improved instantly, right? They were just kind of farming, maintaining the business, not even looking to grow. Um, you've gone in there, loads of energy, big plans, and you've changed a lot, right? Yeah. So what do you think the things that um, you have changed that's that's, that's helped the most and been the biggest impact because you've transformed the business completely yeah. so yeah what, what were those things i'd say the system when, oh. when i first took over they was doing everything from invoices to receipts order forms pro formers everything was pen and paper mm. so when i first got in there i was like oh how do you track everything and they took me into the office and it's just folders from floor to ceiling wrapped around the room and i was like we can't work like this so straight away <laughs> within i think six weeks I had someone in to quote for us to put a new system in. And it, it, luckily enough, we didn't have to replace all the computers because the computers wasn't too bad. Mm. It was just software that needed putting onto the computers so then we can start using it. I mean, that itself was a nightmare because what the IT guys didn't tell us was you need to input all the data. Because we didn't have a system to start with, we were basically starting as a brand new company. Mm. So when we got in there, we was under the impression that we bought a package that gives you all the stock and um, product numbers. So it was like, oh, everything over there, all we've got to do is click on it. It was like, no, you've got to bring that into your system. So we switched over in a day. And you can imagine you've gone from pen and paper to then having to do everything on a system in one day that was completely empty. So for like six to eight weeks, it was an absolute nightmare. One of the staff had to, actually came in one day. He was like, he asked my missus for an early retirement last night. But she wasn't having none of it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say that, right? Because I know Lawrence played a huge part in this as well, like yeah. helping all the back-end systems. And you know, um, we'll talk about that in a sec. But um, one of the things that is important post-acquisition is tr like making sure you don't damage culture. Yeah. But sometimes the culture... Well, sometimes there is no culture. Yeah. So it's one thing like, oh, I don't want to damage the culture in the business, but some just don't have any. And I feel that in yours, you've actually brought the culture in. Yeah. Whereas definitely. people, not that, you know, they didn't have some sort of culture there where people, you know, got on with each other. But I feel that the energy is also what creates culture in a business. And I think that some of the changes you made in the business, some people would have been scared to make because they didn't want to damage what's already there. But you knew things needed changing and yeah. improving and sometimes people are scared to do it quickly you know sometimes people want to wait but you quite quickly realized well i don't think you realized the team was on board but i think what happened was that the staff were on board with you i think that they yeah. enjoyed like well this is a new young energetic business owner came in here and i think they they, they liked it which was one thing that me and you discussed yeah. like how are they going to be and even some of the staff members that we was like based on what we we had the knowledge that we had 
from the previous um, owner was we were quite scared of certain members, and I remember those. Some of them turned out to be yeah, the best ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's that's the big thing I think when like buying a business. Of course, the ROI and the sort of the, all the things that come with it are insane, right? But then post acquisition, the most important part, I think people forget about, right? And I think that the fact that you went in there. And you're like, look, I'm spending this time in. You've improved the business massively. And I remember we had, um, I went for breakfast after one of the events. I, I think it was like, was it March? Yeah, I think it was. And I remember you telling me the sort of updated figures and what you've done to that business. And, you know, that definitely wouldn't have happened if you didn't go in there and you weren't hands-on. Um, so we're just past the six months um, since you've acquired this business. You know, you've, you've got all the systems in place. You're growing the business. I understand there's um, certain things now that we just discussed beforehand that maybe you could elaborate on in a sec. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what are your plans going forward, right? We're in a situation where we've already spoke to other business owners, right? I yeah. know you're actively talking to them. Yeah. You've built good rapport again. Your dad's played a role again. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your plans now? You know, we're, you just passed the six-month mark. What's next? Well, the... I did actually a couple of weeks ago. Me and Lauren, we decided right. We've done everything we can, and all the systems are in. It can run itself. So we stepped away. So we spent, I'd say, two to three weeks completely outside of the business, working on it, but outside of it. So we was getting weekly updates from the branch manager. We was checking in every couple of days, just by email. Everything okay? Do you need anything? No, everything's fine. But then one thing that we didn't notice is that. The, the image and the, the project that we're trying to create, it disappeared. Because me and Lauren have got this image of of us as as a kind of a team in the electrical sector, which is going to bring us the next acquisition. So we're actively looking for more wholesalers. We're speaking to other wholesalers. Straight away, I've got on the bottom of my email signature my LinkedIn profile. So if they're clicking on it, and next thing I'm sat in Starbucks on a laptop, if they are actively running their company... They don't want to see someone sat in Starbucks. They want to see, oh, we're doing this in the branch today. We're doing this in the branch. This is how we're growing the company. They want to see someone who's who's actively growing their business who could then go, right, well, I'm going to sell it to him because he's already growing his own. Imagine what he could do with mine when I retire. Mm. So we kind of, the past couple of days, we've decided we need to step back into the business, not working in it, just carry on working on it, Mm. but actively growing it because... At the moment, like you say, with these hunters and then these farmers, mm. the team that we've got there, they're not hunters. They never yeah. have been, and it's it's never been their job. So for all of a sudden to turn around to the branch manager, who's used to managing a branch, and he's you looking actively looking for new customers, he's going, well, I'm not, a, I'm Joe, I'm not a yeah. sales manager. Yeah, we've got no active sales manager yeah. in the company, so this is kind of what we need to focus on now is learning the sales process ourselves. As in, how do we? grow how do we get more customers but at the same time thinking right who are we going to bring in to do this role once we know how it works also um you've you've already grow, like start to grow the business anyway yeah. right it's, it's already improved so apart from tightening up the systems and sort of all the operations of the business um you know you've now got an online presence yeah. you know logo looks awesome um you know you're actively putting yourself out there now what do you think the things has helped most in regards to building that sort of brand awareness, brand equity, uh, and really growing it from where it was previously? 